and welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, episode 22. In this episode, we're joined by Cowboy Don Tolman, the self-care medicine man. Don's life passion is to teach the ancient scholastic nuggets of wisdom, and he's travelled the globe to discover them. He shares how we can use them to take better care of our health and well-being. Good morning. Good morning, Brad in WA, and good morning to Don Tolman. How are you, Don, on the Gold Coast? Oh, I'm loving it here in Surfer's Paradise. Wow. I love it, love it, love it. Sunshine, ocean air. <laughs> I love it. We're going to be chatting about that in this chat today. Thanks, Don, for joining us. I would love for, like, Brad, yeah, yeah, we really appreciate you, uh, your time. You are number one for me is for health, and my family and I are so grateful that we discovered you all those years ago. So to let our listeners know a little bit about you, Don, I was just going to read this beautiful paragraph that you wrote for me for my book, actually. So, Don, you have been, your life's passion has been to teach ancient scholastic nuggets of wisdom that's been handed down mouth to ear to the new generations and kept in ancient and arcane collections that you, Don, has visited over 60 countries of the world. Is that right, Don? Yeah, but now those These countries collect- have been divided. So it's about a hundred and something countries. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, and these collections, these collections that you discovered have been under lock and key and controlled. And for over 50 years now, Don, you have been publicly teaching what our ancestors taught about self-care, learning to be your own doctor, our own healer and real food pharmacist, which is pharmacist with your F-A-R-M for farm and the principles of imagination and the process of self-education, self-governance, understanding our sovereignty, civil liberties, and individual freedoms to live the life that we choose. What beautiful work you've done. Thank you, Don, for you just dedicated your life to humanity. Thank you. And I just so happen to have the pharmacist's desk diary, one and two, volume one and two here, just to share... This is how passionate and devoted you are to share the wisdom from our ancestors. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, Don, today I thought we could reflect back because just reminding you that our audience, uh, parents raising teenagers, and Brad and I are all about teaching the lessons that they're not teaching in the schools. So how important is it for parents to make sure we fill the gaps and get some education so we can raise healthy, wealthy and wise kids, passing on the wisdom from our ancestors? Yeah, it's so critical that we go back to our ancestors. They were not primitive and stupid. They were absolute geniuses. And they understood the physics of nature and how our bodies are connected to the physics of nature. And they knew and they taught that every child born into this world is, like you mentioned, a natural scholastic genius. And if you'll let them just spend their lives finding out what they're interested in and doing it, they will have a happy, successful life. And it's been published every 10 years now for the last 60 years that when you go to a public school or even graduate from universities, 
by the time that you get out of high school or universities, 90% of what you've been taught is obsolete. It's of no value. It's stupid. And they used to make kids learn algebra. No one even uses algebra. It's stupid. Algebra isn't used for anything. God. And, you know, they get these kids to chant, memorize, and use rote systems so they can put answers on blanks and exams and get a good grade. Now, oh, brother, what a, the most successful people on this earth in today's modern world are the ones that refuse to go to school or drop out of school and just get rid of it. And I'm so thankful that more and more parents are waking up and realizing most of the schools are a total scam. And my own kids, I didn't force them to go to school. If they just wanted to stay home, if they wanted to play, if they wanted to go out. And all of my kids are absolutely successful and happy. They're happy. And they're better off than all of their friends that went to school and graduated. It's so silly. And it's interesting anyway. I don't know if I went off on the wrong stuff, but. <laughs> no, well, that's pretty, yeah, that's, we're very much about that. And we're aware of that. And if you look at the, you know, statistics that um, no wonder kids are dropping out of school because they're actually just disengaged because they're not inherently, innately interested in, and they have a yearning to learn the things that they're interested in. So it's no fault of their own. And, you know, I, I do love teachers. I just think, yeah, that we, we've talked about, Brad and I have talked about how it's a system that's broken. We have respect for teachers. You know, they've got their heart and soul and their mission to educate the, our children, which are children of the future. And if we don't do something about it, Don, like what's our future going to look like if we don't get our kids following their, their own passion? And we'll lead yeah. on to that as we weave your seven principles of health through it, through our talk today. Oh, yeah. So should so I can get we into go, those principles? Please do. <laughs> well, how about, yeah, what about just um, reminding, can you just remind, like talking about the scholastic genius in all in each of us, remember, reflect back to what schools, how they came about from the Industrial Revolution where we needed more men and women oh, yeah. in the workforce, so they became a babysitter and and then we, yeah, this the masters, the journeymen and the apprentices. Do you mind just touching on that and then we'll wean straight into the uh, seven yeah. principles? Wow, I used to talk about that all the time, but I'm 74 and I don't even remember. <laughs> no. but, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Schools used to be groups of people that had the same interests. And so you join groups that, you know, had the same interest as you. Some people wanted to be builders, others wanted to be crafters, others wanted to be artists, others wanted to do poetry and music and, you know, just different groups. And so you join them. If you're new to the group, you were an apprentice. And if you'd been there a while, you were a journeyer. And if you'd been there a long time, you were a master crafter. And the master crafters knew, and it's the truth, that their groups and their knowledge and creativity and understandings wouldn't go to the next highest level until the new ones come in. Because the new ones coming in are looking at what you're doing and they're saying, why do you do it? Why are you doing that? And they say, because that's what works for us. That's what we're doing. And they say, well, why don't you try this? And the master crafters are like, hmm, that's not a bad idea. And so they try it and it's like, whoa. And it takes them to the next level. 
And that's the way it has always been. And it's just so fascinating, the creative genius of young people to question and to look and find out and go on. You know? And so it's just been a fascinating thing. And of course, it's the school systems were only created to be a babysitting service because of the industrial period, because they needed more workers. And so they created schools with all these silly, stupid curriculums. And so that the women could come and work. And so that's how the whole thing came about. And it's just, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. Thanks for that history. I think that's important just to, to start off because now we want to know how we can help parents if parents are aware of this because a lot of people aren't. They, they have faith in the system, aren't they? They're indoctrinated and under subordination and they don't actually realise. They think, you know, spending thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to educate their kids in the school system is the right thing to do. So we want to share with our listeners today about the seven principles of health and any way you can wean that in to helping our parents raise kids in a, you know, being aware of this and the seven principles of health. We want healthy, wealthy and wise kids, don't we, Don? Yes, we do. And it's so interesting. And the ancients were just so brilliant. And they wrote about what I'm going to share with you. And now even NASA openly admits that those ancients were correct. And so the ancients taught and recorded it in all of their ancient records, which I was lucky enough to come across years ago before they were taken away from the people and put in Vatican City so no one can see them. But um, they talked about the cosmos, and which means beautiful woman. And the cosmos expands and contracts. And it does that over millions of years, expansion and contraction and galaxies, which means mother's milk. That's why we live in the Milky Way. And galaxies expand and contract. And even the planets in solar systems going around the sun expand into an elliptical orbit. And this earth does that. It goes into an elliptical every 40 to 60 years. And then it goes back into a spherical orbit. And that warms the earth up. When it's elliptical, the earth cools off. When it's spherical, the earth warms up. When we got into global warming, it's because we went into a spherical spin. It wasn't because too many cows were farting. That was just <laughs> stupid. I can't believe the silly, stupid stuff they come out with and try to push on the masses and get them to believe. Oh, it's so crazy. And even our atmosphere on this earth, it expands and it contracts. When it expands, it's summertime. When it contracts, it's wintertime. And that's, you know, oceans. Oceans expand and contract, expand and contract. And plants do that. Flowers can open up and then close up. And you watch the different plants, they expand and contract. And the human body, those two forces of all of existence throughout the entire cosmos is part of who we are. Every living thing, everything in a physical dimension has expansion and contraction. When you blink your eyes, they expand 
and contract. Expand and contract. When you breathe, your nose can expand, your lungs expand, and it contracts. The heart expands and contracts. And all 10,000 trillion cells of the human body, they now know, expand and contract. Your intestines expand and contract. That's the peristaltic action. And that moves what you've eaten out of the body. Expansion and contraction. All of your muscles expand and contract. Expand. That's why we can move. That's why, oh, we can stand up. We can sit down. We can lay down. We can, that's what it is, expansion and contraction. And the ancients taught and now they know it's true, there's only one disease that can exist in the human body. But if you go online and look up how many human diseases are there, depending on the medical <laughs> website that you go to, it's gonna say 12,000 diseases, 16,000 diseases. Some of them say there's 26,000 diseases. And now they're saying there's over 10,000 rare diseases. If you're ever diagnosed with a rare disease, you're a guinea pig. They're just trying to test new pharmaceutical drugs on you. You don't even have the disease. And it's so interesting because all of these different diseases and their names is nothing more than an imbalance of expansion and contraction. If there's a body organ or something going on that's overexpanded, they call it inflammation. It's inflamed. And if it's, you know, it's, you know, contracted and it can't come, you know, it's too much contraction, then it's blocked. That's why like arteries can get blocked and they're contracted, they're constricted. And so the ancients knew and it's so fascinating, and they taught it, there's only two causes of this disease of losing or overdoing expansion and contraction. There's only two causes. You're either toxic or you're deficient. And that's interesting because it's the absolute truth. And I've been able to prove it on people that have been diagnosed type one diabetes, cancers, this, that, the other. And I teach them what the ancients taught to eat as foods, as your medicines, like Hippocrates and Socrates and the other men that finally were willing to learn from the women what foods were actually healthy. In the ancient world, women, were the creatrix of life. If it wasn't for women, none of us would even be here. And women can go into nature and smell and see and taste and do things that men just, is not a part of being a man. Oh, in fact, I've been with groups of people and all of a sudden the women go, what's that smell? And us men go, we don't smell anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they do. And it's so fascinating that it was the women who went into nature and looked at plants and smelled them and tasted them and checked it out and all of that. And they were the ones that came up and wrote about it. 
and handed it down through the ages, mouth to ear to the next generation, these are the foods that will heal any discomfort anywhere in the body in the seven body systems and the seven organs, which some people call the seven chakras and all of that. And it's the frequencies of the foods and the other seven principles of health that target all of these body systems and keep them healthy. And if you live in a modern developed country, you're probably deficient <laughs> and toxic because so many people, they go into fast foods, they go into shops, they get all of these different foods that are all packaged up and, you know, blah, 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 and drinks that are toxic and like, oh God. And people don't even look into some of these products and what's in them. It is horrible. And I used to talk about it on stage, but I don't know if you'd want me to do it here in the podcast about certain soda pops and all that kind of It'd stuff. be good to go into specifics because I'm thinking it's like the, the vegetable and seed oils. It's the soy. It's all this artificial crap. And even like some of the foods that we think of as healthy, like... Um, tomatoes, nightshade plants, they're not actually plants that have been around for very long. They're only a few hundred years old. They're kind of new world foods. Um, we're not super accustomed to eating them. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily toxic or going to cause issues. But I know that when people have done food treatments for cancer and things, that it comes back to eliminating basically everything except clean meat that hasn't you know, been antibiotics and it hasn't, you know, the, the animals haven't been fed soy meal and crap. Um, and then just slowly add foods and remove if there's discomfort. And then they've cured cancers and things that way, just by uh, paying very close attention to their body and what they're eating. Well, and I don't mean to offend you, but <laughs> no, it's, actually you published, it's actually published in the Journal of Medicines in the United States in the Library of Congress. And I've been there and read it. The number one cause of cancer in the human body is eating dead animals. I knew you were going to say Yeah. And the ancients taught no one should murder innocent earthlings. Animals have families. And most people don't even sing the screaming and yelling and crying of the animals as their parents are being murdered and slaughtered. And even their babies being murdered and slaughtered, and it's called lambs and all of this stuff. People don't even see the emotions and the molecules of emotions that go into those dead bodies, and then you're eating it. And when you eat any dead animal, and yes, fish and chickens are animals, some people think they're not, but they are. But when you eat dead animals, Within 72 hours, the cadaverines of the dead body activate in that animal's dead body. So when you go into the butcher shop and you go in and you buy all these dead animal parts and you eat them, the heat and fluids of your body activate it 10 times higher. And the cadaverines is what rot and decays bodies, even humans when you're dead, to put it back into the earth. And now it begins to rot and decay you. And if you look up the etymology of the word cancer, it means rot and decay. That's what the word cancer means. 
And so I've helped literally thousands of people that have been told they have cancers and they go through chemotherapy, which is the number one cause of death and ongoing cancer recurrence. They go through surgeries, which is the setting leading cause of, can of dying and amastatized cancer spreading through the body and radiation, the cut, burn and poison of the medical system. I don't agree with any of it. And it's even published in their journals and that's what protect them in courts of law. That's why when you go to the doctor, you have to sign a document that you'll take full responsibility for any harm or death that we may cause you or your children. You have to take responsibility. And so what happens in the cancer thing, people have to stop eating dead animals and don't do the chemotherapies. If you've already done it, you need to detoxify the body and get rid of all of the cadaverines of the animals, get rid of the pharmaceutical medications. Most people don't even realize that pharmaceutical comes from the Greek pharmakia. Pharmakia means poison. Pharmaceutical means poison makers. You can't even patent, register, and sell a pharmaceutical drug unless it's toxic and poisonous to the human body and creates side effects. So you come back to the doctor and get more drugs for the side effects. And people don't even look into it. Doctors aren't even taught. Doctors aren't even taught that. Well, that's and it. Doctors aren't taught doctors. nutrition. No, they're not. They're not. And it was taken away. And the word doctor used to mean teacher. Doctors used to teach people what to do to eat, to heal themselves. But then Big Pharma came in, took the whole thing over, got rid of all that. And now doctors are just learning all of the curriculums of the pharmaceutical industry. And some doctors are sincere, but their learning's wrong. So they're sincerely wrong, you know? And more and more of them are waking up now and quitting prescribing pharmaceutical drugs. And some of them are called holistic doctors now because they're stopping all of that and getting people more on the foods. But in the United States, where I'm from, even though I love being in surfer's paradise right now, <laughs> I don't want to go back to the US because of communist China and the COVID thing taking over. But in the United States, 126 holistic doctors have been killed just in the last 18 months, shot and killed, because the mafia is being paid by the pharmaceutical industry to kill them. If you're not going to prescribe our drugs, you're dead. And eight of these people were personal friends, and it just breaks my heart. But the whole thing is we need to wake up and get back to the physics of nature that the ancients taught because it's real and it works. And so the seven principles of health were these. Number one, the most critical thing that you have to have for health and longevity is fresh air. Fresh air is everything. When air moves, it electrifies and magnifies and the lungs can pick it up and deliver more oxygen to your body. When you're stuck in a building 
for eight to 10 hours a day and the windows aren't even open and it, the air isn't even moving, that's dead air. That's not healthy and over time it can create problems. So if you have a job like that, every hour, get up, go outside into the fresh air for five minutes and breathe the fresh air. And if your boss won't let you, then fire him. <laughs> well, the teacher, because we're talking about yeah. the school. The kids are yeah. in school day after, hour after hour. They need a break for fresh air in between their classes, hey? Yes, and I'm glad you said that. Thank you. And yes, they do. It's not healthy the way they're sitting in neat little rows in buildings. And oh my gosh, it's crazy. Fresh air is everything. And no one is ever meant to lay their bodies down equal to the gravitational field of the earth and go to sleep in air conditioning. The free air, the freon in air conditioning while you sleep is the number one cause of pneumonia and other lung congestion problems, the number one cause. And even furnace air in the winter can do that. And so in the winter, if it's too cold, then just put on more blankets. <laughs> then when you wake up and you're standing up or sitting up, air conditioning's fine. And even furnace air can be fine. When you're sitting up or standing up, that's fine. But try to get out of it whenever you can, like every hour or so, just to get some fresh air. And that's very, very healthy. And even ceiling fans and box fans in the summertime and opening your windows if you got screens so the bugs don't come in and stuff. The, the, the ceiling fans and stuff electrify the air the way nature does out there in the winds. The winds are healthy. That's what makes all of the air so healthy. And that's the horrible thing about hospitals. They don't allow any windows to ever be opened. And it's constant air conditioning and furnace air. And that's why in hospitals, some of them have been shut down and everybody had to move because everybody got pneumonia. And that's even happened here in Australia. And it's just, God, we got to wake up. But uh, the second principle of health is clean water. Our bodies are 70% water. The brain is 93% water. And you're meant to drink a liter of water for every 20 kilos of body weight. And you're supposed to drink that much water, clean water, every single day. If you don't drink enough water, you're going to wind up getting headaches and having other issues and problems in the body because it disrupts expansion and contraction. Your body's to have those fluids and the urinary tract carries it and pushes it out and you're supposed to keep adding more. And it's just so interesting that most people don't drink enough water. And the cleanest water that you can get, of course, is nature made. But if it's not available to you, then the cleanest water you can ever make is a distiller. And distillers are not expensive at all. And you distill your tap water and evaporates, comes back down condensed, 
and it's the cleanest water there is. But there's no minerals in it that nature's water always has. So if you put distilled water in a transparent glass container with a lid on it, set it out in the sun for one hour, all of the minerals are back in the water. That's how the minerals get into the water in nature. It's the sunshine. And they tested that for me at Duke University and Johns Hopkins and Cornell Medical because they thought I was lying about it. And they actually tested it and it blew them away. And so please have enough clean water daily. It's the, one of the healthiest things you can do along with fresh air. Sunshine. Sunshine is healthy. Sunshine, the, oh, when sunlight goes in through the eyes, the biotola, uh, Anyway, I won't go into all the Latin names for these things, but biophotons and all this stuff. But it goes in through the eyes, across the ocular chiasma in the brain, into the visual cortex, and it creates, literally creates the happiness hormones in the brain. It creates happiness for you mentally and emotionally. Sunshine is everything. In the winter times in the great northern countries during the dark periods, they have the highest suicide rates because during the dark period, they get no sunshine and the happiness molecule isn't even there. So whenever you can, you have to get outside in the fresh air and walk and be in the sunshine. And whenever you can, lay down in the sun develop a suntan. And in the United States, they openly can admit in their medical journals, they don't have one case of documented skin cancer caused by the sun. But they're saying that in all the different countries. Oh, the sun is evil. Here, put on our sunscreen. And now it's been exposed and it's even out there. And I even have friends who are doctors that are talking about it and helping people to understand one of the leading cause of skin cancer is sunscreen, pharmaceutical made sunscreen. There are plants you can use to make your own sunscreen. And I can share that with people and do, but the sunshine is healthy, true? True, absolutely. What you've shared so far is absolutely awesome. We need everyone, everyone that walks the planet to know this stuff, Don. Thank you. Principle so, number four, Don. Okay. So the fourth principle of health from our ancestors, besides the air, water, sunshine, I'm sorry, is movement. It's exercise oh. and walking. And so we are meant to take our bodies, which is our home and our vehicle, and to go outside and to walk in the fresh air. Movement is everything. Without movement, we will not be healthy. We will not live. We, we won't be okay. And so you need to go out and move. And if you can walk for at least an hour a day and get at least 10,000 steps in the way the ancients talked, it's one of the healthiest things you can do. And if you have to do it in intermittent 
timing, that's okay. Go out and walk for 10 minutes, come back, walk another 10 minutes, come back, go out, walk another 10 minutes. Whatever it takes to do that on a daily basis is very, very, very healthy. Life is movement. And one of the healthiest movements you can have besides walking is swimming. Swimming is an incredible thing for the human body, especially when you can do it in ponds and lakes and oceans and the salt water and everything like that. Even swimming pools are good, except now so many pools are drugged up with pharmaceutical chemicals and everything, but I'm so thrilled that more and more resorts now are putting out their saltwater swimming pools at their resort. And humans are even going back to saltwater swimming pools and oh, it's the best way to go. That way algae doesn't grow, da, 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 da. there's no horrible chemicals into it that's gonna get into your eyes and body and all of that. <clears throat> but movement is everything. If you don't and use it, you not. lose it. What's that? Yeah, true. And what about the magnesium swimming pools? Have you heard of those magnesium pools too? They put magnesium in them in. I'm wondering whether that's a chemical or whether that's all good. You well, haven't heard of them? I, have, I haven't heard of that. I'll okay. have to look into that. Okay. Just right. make sure that it's real magnesium minerals, not a chemical-made thing. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, got but, it. Um, and so the other principle, number five, is real foods, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, fresh harvested grains. When grains are put in storage, they soak it in aluminum fluoride. Then when they grind it up and make flour, you're getting all of that toxic poison in the flour. And so make sure that when you have harvested grains and make bread and do all like that. It's like when people are taught they have gluten intolerance, no one has a gluten intolerance. They're reacting to the aluminum fluoride in the breads, in the flours, all that kind of stuff. And so <clears throat> most people don't even realize that every plant on this earth has all 200,000 identifiable proteins and they're quick delivery proteins, not slow rotted and decayed protein from dead animal bodies. They're quick delivery. And that's why the strongest animals on this earth are vegetarian. They are, they're the quickest, the largest, the fastest animals there are. And even gorillas, they're the strongest animal out there, and they're 99% fruitarian. Where do they get their protein? <laughs> it's so crazy. And nutrition, the first letters nut literally means light. Nutrition means process of light. We are all light beings. We are made of the frequencies of light. And so when you have fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, fresh harvested grains. It's the healthiest thing you can do. And that's how I've helped people heal all of their diseases, dis-ease, meaning discomforts of expansion contraction. I've helped type one diabetics who are told they're gonna be on insulin for the rest of their life, which can lead to amputations, blindness, 
all of that. They get off the insulin and they're no longer diabetic within 30 to 60 days. And guess what I have them eat? Fruit. Fruit. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Fruit. I know you worked it. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're healthy sugars. Fruit has healthy sugars. They're slow delivery sugars. And it's not the man-made crap, white sugars, aspartame, all the other fake chemical crap they got out there. And so then the next, you know, health principle, number six, is relationships. Healthy relationships are everything. When we have families that we get along with and we can love and adore and we enjoy being with them, that's healthy, healthy, healthy. And even friends, when you have friends that you just love and enjoy and can be with and talk and laugh and walk around and go out and walk together, swim together, do whatever, that is healthy. And if you're in a toxic relationship, then get out of it. Just get out because that is not good for them or for you. And it's, it's hard for some people sometimes to get out of, you know, toxic relationships. But at some point, if you can't heal them up, you just got to say, okay, bye-bye. Yeah. And move on. And well, then the I, other, yeah, go ahead. Can I just say something just quickly? Because like my mom and dad separated when I was young, quite young, 12 years old. And I used to think that was the best thing. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like, oh, the feuding, it's not healthy. So I'm, I'm happily married now, but I've really learned that, yeah, some people aren't meant to stay together forever. I think, you know, it's not true. a bad thing. Yeah. It really is true. And, you know, so it's great to meet up. It's good to be together. But when it gets toxic, move on. Yeah. Sure. You know, don't let it hurt you or hurt them. Just say, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and being amicable yeah. would be better yeah if you can get yeah. along as best you can you know for those sure. who do separate i think that's very wise as well okay what number now don number and, seven and num yeah number seven the ancients taught was passion and passion is a word that means passing of ions when you follow the things that you love and you're interested in the ions of energy move through you and you can even get goosebumps and be happy. And it's just amazing how it is to do the things that you love, to even to yeah. listen to music that you love. Music that you love and you're listening to it, that's awesome. And it's, I hope that you can learn to love walking <laughs> and fresh air and clean water and sunshine and you know become a vegetarian with healthy whole foods or even a healthy vegan not crap food vegans like some do Ugh. but just you know have a, a good relationship and passion for the physics of nature and these seven principles of health it's everything, and that's all we need on a daily basis. I have never been to a doctor in my entire life. Never. I'm 74 years old. I've never had the flu. 
I've never had the sniffles or a cold for probably over 50, 55 years. It's just, I just, I'm healthy <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> you look happy and you look healthy. And there's probably no better time than now to share this information with the world, what you've shared today, Dom. There's your answer. This is it. It's all about self-care, self-governance, health and freedom. Do what you love and enjoy. That's what we're here for. Hey, loving it. Yes. <laughs> love it. <laughs> you're, a, you're a gem those golden nuggets of wisdom from our ancestors coming through don tom and i've, yeah, I've loved it what about you what about you brad what do you think of don that's awesome there's don. a lot in there um there was one thing that ali and i have talked about your seven principles a few times and i thought one of them was sleep where do you put sleep in there that's the reward isn't it don uh, for yeah. doing all the that's the yeah. reward for doing all the seven principles is that right don yes that's exactly correct that is the greatest gift that can be delivered to you. And when you follow those seven principles, you'll have that gift. I literally, I'm an early bird, so I go to bed whenever it gets dark, about within one hour after it's dark, I go to bed. And so even in the winter time, it gets dark early. And so I'll go to bed around 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock. I always sleep. And I don't know what it is, but I sleep and I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I get about 10 hours sleep every single night. And it's been that way most of my whole life. I just, I love it. I just absolutely love sleep and the dreams. And I love it when I can wake up and I remember the dreams, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Wow. Jeez. It's the wow. gift. And I'm glad you said that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been studying your work for your new, oh, I don't know, like maybe, ten, oh, I'm not sure, maybe under 10 years. But yeah, these are the, these are the things I remember. And I was chatting to you about that, Brad. So thanks for bringing that up. Sleep is our reward. And I don't have any problem sleeping, but uh, I don't, yeah, let's throw those sleeping, yeah, throw those sleeping tablets away, anyone that's watching. They yeah. just are yeah. nasty. And, you know, my mum was um, a sucker for those and it really upset me in the end. But I don't know whether that's worth sharing that story. But when my mum developed Alzheimer's and I started to go because I'd learned so much through you, Don, and I looked up yeah. all the pharmaceutical drugs that she was on and all the side effects of the drugs that she was on. And then I discovered, I actually went to the chemist and I, I said, I'd let, I need a printout of all the medication that my mum's been on. And um, 12 months of medication, I was horrified to know that they prescribed the sleeping tablets to my mum. It was like 25 tablets, so that's 25 nights. They prescribed after seven days, after five days, 10 days or something like that. And I thought, what do you go? You haven't realized that my mum's actually got Alzheimer's and she's probably lost the sleeping tablets. And, and uh, when I told this to the doctor, he just nearly, I, I, I will always remember his face. It was, it was negligence. I really thought that. But, yeah, when we do all those seven principles of health, we don't need any artificial knockout pills, do we, to sleep? Uh None. And even things like depression, they put them on antidepressants and they're the number one cause of suicide. And you can look it up. People can look at cheese, the drugs and everything. We just got to wake up and embrace the physics of nature. That's what our bodies are made of. 
Yeah. And and it will bless your life. Yes. And Don, just getting back to the schools, I remember those hyperactive kids like me because I, I struggled. Oh, I didn't struggle through school. Absolutely bloody loved it, to tell you the truth. But, the, you know, I gave the teachers a hard time because I was so energetic and uh, I was, you know, sort of labelled disruptive kids. They would have labelled me the the uh, disruptive <laughs> kid and probably tried to prescribe stuff to me. That's a no-no too, isn't it? Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's so crazy it really is and um yeah and if anyone ever needs to have a consultation with me and know how to heal or wants more information about different things I'm happy to help them and I could either tell you my number right now or I could give it to you guys to post or whatever you like just so that people have access to me okay in case they would like that that's yeah. what we were going to do. We wanted to make sure everyone knows how to find you, Don, because yes. you've been doing those one-on-one consults for many years. So I think that's uh, absolutely so, yeah, so wonderful that they can, we can connect with you one-on-one. Amazing. Yeah. So make sure Brad sure. will put, put that in now or in the notes below, whatever. Yeah, Don, I can feel free to let people know where want. they can find us, find you, and I'll put that in the description on the, on the video. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Good. So, Don, just my last thing, uh, t- talking to the parents and tying all this into our kids, it's so, how important is it for our parents to lead by good example? So it's up to us parents or anyone just to, to do the seven principles of health on a daily basis and then our children will be a reflection of us. Is it, would that be correct? Would you agree with that? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, too many kids are raised to eat crap, drink crap, do all the dead animals. That's the way they were raised. And so they Mm. grow up believing that's what they need, blah, blah, blah. It's time to wake up and switch and just give it a try. And you'll be surprised at how better you feel, how, you know, everything is just awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm just, just if it, I, I, don't, I don't care about the time, I'm enjoying this so much, but I hope you are too, Brad. I was just going to let you know that when I took my, because Don has generously given your time, those three and a half hour live seminars that we have been to numerous times. And I used to love watching the audience and I saw families there and they brought their children there and Don would act out with all the voices, you know, the grandma story, you know, the diarrhea and the vomiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I look around the room and the kids are like hanging on to every word you say and your little jokes that I love. And my kids, so for the first time I took my two elder children there, they were teenagers and you were talking about, you know, the temple, like, you know, watch and be mindful. And they thanked me, my two teenagers at the time thanked me. Thank you, mum, so much for bringing me here. So I want to encourage parents too to take their kids along to see wise men like yourself in seminar environments and workshops and because they'll be a product of us. And that's what I've been doing for years. And then my third one, my youngest one, as you know pretty well, Don, uh, he interviewed you in his documentary, The Future of Food Production. I'm talking about my young son, Bailey, who grows his own food. And he went down to Brisbane. He said, I want to, I want to interview Don Tolman for this documentary. So we reached out to you, Don, and you kindly gave your time as you are today. Thank you again. And he's still growing his food. But I want to let you know, because I just chatted to Bailey prior to our call, and he 
he had like epiphany moments with you because he that was when he was quite young so under 30 he might have been about 12 years old or something like that or 11 and you're teaching him about the cells and uh, eating foods fruits and vegetables in their temperate season and and the healing properties in the plants so I want to thank you Don because you have been an an amazing influence on our family. We've still got plenty to do. Uh, I could certainly get a little bit more sunshine and fresh air. So um, it's a great reminder to follow your seven principles of health. And uh, that's my biggest takeaway. It's like, I need to be reminded of this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What about your takeaway, Brad? What would you like? What did you get out of, what did you get out of today? Well, there's so many. There's just all of the principles need to be kind of, I would say, working in harmony. You can't, you know, maximize some and not have the others because it's a, it's a process. So you want to integrate all of them. I'd say that's the that's the main thing. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for watching. <laughs> Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Let anyone know who might benefit from watching this and leave a comment that might turn into a future episode. Bye for now. And please look up Don Tolman and find out this guy's awesome. Thank you, Don. Really appreciate your time today. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Brad, too.